Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, and welcome back to In the Vault uh, with Mike and Mark. We are here. It's a it's Monday, August seventh. It's actually my birthday today, Mark. Is it your birthday? Forty three. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. And we're sitting in the vault on my birthday. That is that is a wonder is a wonderful day, boy. I, I did not know that. I, I we have another guy in the office here. I, I wished him happy birthday the other day because social media was kind enough to remind me, yep. and it actually wasn't his birthday. Isn't that <laughs> so I joked for the next two days, happy birthday, happy birthday. I get a few of those over the weekend before today, and it was he just responded and say thanks. You don't want to correct me. That's very true. That's very true. Well, good. Happy birthday today. That's uh, yeah, thanks, buddy. Home run of a day. Yeah, beautiful day. We've got. Oh, it's it's August here, but it's it kind of feels like September a little bit. Yesterday was very cool, so we're it's it's nice to be out and about working, showing spaces when it's not your typical August weather. That is very true. That is very true. You know, and and you know this, Mike. In, in our industry, we're working today for six months from now. Oh, and, huge! Maybe nine in this environment. Well, and that's very true. With the slowdown and, and everything, and the interest rates and, and the conversations that have, are, are changing, it's uh, you know, it's it, today decides if Christmas is, is going to be a good Christmas or, or, or a bad Christmas. And, oh, uh, huge! You you understand that? So it is. Everything's everything's a little up in the air. You know, we talked to different people, bankers, attorneys, residential, and there's just uh, there's a high level of uncertainty and maybe I don't even say some concern, but we still we still remain optimistic because you have to be in this industry. But we're just we're kind of revisiting a little bit of what we've touched on before and just some different market reports that we've put out. But we're talking about the the continuation of right sizing Central Business District Lincoln, um, you know, and what does that mean? You know, it's a blanket statement, you know, Mark, you know, you work downtown a lot too. You know, when, when these tenants come up for renewal, you know, anymore in this environment is keep a tenant is gold. You know, it's one thing to have a vacant space and you're looking for people to fill spaces, find the right size for them. But I, I'd say it's equally as important, if not more important, to keep a current tenant in place. So when renewal terms come up, you know, are things looking a little different in this environment? What do you, what do you see? Well, you know, and, and that's a good statement. I think a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, to keep a tenant, a good comparable would be like keeping an employee, right? They say to hire a new employee costs you seven to nine times the amount of money as it does to just keep them. And, and I think it's the same thing with tenants. Mm-hmm. And a, a, if a space goes dark, that space could be dark for, for months, even years, and, and especially in the CBD district as we work in the downtown, you know, we, we try to keep the tenants in place. And, and as you know, Mike, we get, say, one or two new tenants come into the CBD district on a yearly basis. Yep. Now, sometimes uh, tenants will hopscotch buildings. They'll go to a different building because of, so we'll say parking. They might go to another building uh, because of space. They might go there because of amenities. They might It might be a downsize situation. There, there's a lot of motion on that side, but on, on a general form, we only see one to two tenants a year. So back to the renewal. So when, when a tenant uh, is up for renewal, we, we do about anything and everything we can to keep them, A, because it's cheaper, yep. and, and, and B, it, it keeps the space filled, and we don't want them uh, moving around. I'd agree with that, and I think a few things I've noticed, you know, I'd say in the past 18 months, give or take, sometimes there's even, let's let's pick on the tenant that's been there for 10 years, 
And a lot of times there's going to be some sort of an increase annually or maybe biannually or a CPI index. And some of these leases are getting fairly heavy. And what I mean by that is maybe the rate's getting up there a little high. And so sometimes you're playing a little bit of this game of, look, here's we're paying X and we think we could find similar space for Y. And so we're really coming to the table and having discussions on how do we keep you in the building? How do we make you happy? That's that's one thing we're seeing, at least I'm seeing. A couple of other things is perhaps there's a five-year option and that might turn into a three-year option with the level of uncertainty of what's going on in the market. Short-term commitments is something I've seen lately too. And, and let me let me jump back to your your I think it was your first couple sentences there. When you when you have escalations on a on say an office space and naturally escalations are are rental rate increases and that those are usually based on a yearly basis. Sometimes people are, are good enough to negotiate a locked rate for a certain amount of years, but just in general form, you might have a yearly escalation. As a, as a landlord, naturally, you want to see, we'll say, 3% yearly escalations with inflation and interest rates the way they are, the uncontrollable costs going up and, 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 and property taxes and insurance uh, more than anything. You know, most landlords want to see a 3% escalation. And I've seen requests from landlords of 4% escalations. Now, naturally, as a tenant, you want 0% escalations. And, you know, it's it's funny. I did a, I did a study myself uh, a few years back and did it over 10 or 20 years, the, the average escalation in the city of Lincoln was 1.7%. So if you're, if you're getting yearly escalations at 1.7% on a, on a longer term lease, say for 10 years, at the end of that 10 year term, you should be right at about what market rental rates are. Right. If, if you, if, if your landlord required two, even 3% yearly escalations at the end of that 10 years, you're paying so much money. Your time in market. You're, you're, you are you are setting the market, and, and the problem with that is, as a tenant, imagine you know maybe you should maybe market sixteen bucks a foot, and all of a sudden you're paying twenty one dollars a square foot after ten years. What's your what's your knee jerk reaction? You, right. you either want to go back down to market, which is a really causes a lot of heart pain to a landlord because they don't want to go back on income, or you look around. Yep. And, 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 and neither the landlord or the tenant wants to see that. So you always got to keep in mind the, the rate uh, of inflation on any market. And, and ours locally is about 1.7 on the office side. And, and we try to stay pretty close to that because I think it, it, it helps relationships long term. It does. And I think, you know, building on that, you know, as you get to the top market piece, yeah, and then there might have to be some sort of a meet in the middle reset or maybe it's a cosmetic refresh uh, as an amenity. You know, if this is a 10-year tenant and they haven't done a, a thing in the space for a number of years, I think it's a feel-good thing on both sides to say, look, here's what we're willing to do. And, and I'd say eight times out of 10, there might be some kind of cosmetic uh, refinish allowance in that piece. That's very true. Now, you handle one of the larger, we'll say, Class A office buildings in the CBD district. Talk about renewal, renewal terms. What do you see in requests? Are, are you one year, three year, five year? What are you getting? We're across the board. You know, we we have some ebb and flow in this building that uh, Broker and I in this office do, Jared Freilich, and working on one now. You know, things things are up for discussion. I feel like if something's written on on paper, it still doesn't necessarily mean 
that it's feet to the fire. Now, it definitely could be. Here's the terms, renew or walk. But again, we're in an environment where we want to work with with any and everybody, especially current clients and tenants, to make them happy, feel wanted in the building. And we want to do our best to try to keep them in place. So whether that is, in this instance, is a shorter renewal than we'd like, but we're willing to try to work with this to hopefully at the end of the shorter renewal, get a longer term commitment uh, a couple years down the road. I'm seeing the the request from tenants for shorter term, especially on the office side. I think there's a, still a lot of remaining ambiguity uh, with tenants and a lot of a lot of groups have allowed people to work from home and trying to get them back in. And, and I think the office setting is quieter now than it has been in the past couple of years. But, you know, we, we like to see uh, at minimum three year you know, terms. Yeah. And, and I think that shows the good marriage between the tenant and the, and the landlord. And I think that shows commitment on both sides. And, and as much as people realize it, even on the tenant side, landlords want to see the commitment and, and tenants want to see the commitment as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are we seeing, you know, in the, in the stuff that you're doing down here, Mark, is, are you still seeing any shadow space? And what I mean by that is a space that's for all intents and purposes, unoccupied, but someone's still paying rent on it. I would say I, we are not seeing full shadow space usage. Um, we're, we're not seeing shadow space on, on, say, full office floors. We're seeing a lot of shadow space just in the sense of back to the back, going everybody going back home. So maybe somebody has 5,000 square foot and 2,000 square feet of that is not being used. So, yes. I mean, in general form, that might be considered shadow space, but I don't think we have any tenants that are fully not using a floor. What do you see? I would agree. You know, I, I'd say up until maybe nine months ago, I think there was a couple pockets of full shadow space stuff going on. And now you're right. We're seeing, and I'm just picking on a, a certain one that I know about, you know, it's 8,000 square foot space and they might be occupying 3000 of it with the, the ebb and flow of how do you, how do you work efficiently, you know, with this blend of, you know, through COVID people working from home, some want to come back. And it, a lot of it depends on the employer as well of, you know, giving the, employees the flexibility of how do you want to work? And especially if, if you're efficient working one way or the other, but we are still definitely seeing what I'd consider paid for, but unused space. Yes, I would say, and, and to even add on that, um, when, when it comes to TI packages, maybe, you know, a TI package helps the, the tenant conversation, you know, five or six, even seven years ago, a TI package on a renewal was not uncommon. Uh, you know, you might renew for three, four, five years, and, and the landlord's willing to give some carpet and some paint yeah. uh, to help them just to refresh the space. But you know, those conversations are are so few and far between now. We're seeing more give maybe on a rental rate instead of uh, giving a refresh on carpet and paint. And the only reason being is because the cost of that carpet and paint is is one hundred fifty percent of what it was four or five years ago, you know, I remember doing carpet and paint and it was, it was two bucks for, for paint and it was three bucks for carpet and, yep. and it was five total. And, and you figure somebody renewed for five years and you had to amortize that dollar back. And, and nowadays it's seven, eight, nine dollars a square foot. And Minimum. yeah. And, and, and that conversation is difficult and I'm seeing more on the TI package 
there, there, a, lot, a lot of landlords just aren't really wanting to uh, give any of that. Right. And next thing you know, you and I are with the paintbrush on stilts and, and I'm trying to do carpet on stairs and it looks like a mess. <laughs> and yeah, but, but that's what you do. And that's yeah. what you got to do to get the deal in motion. And um, I think interest rates are affecting that and, and inflation and, and uh, you know, uh, any landlord, if they have to give ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, they have better places to put their money into it than carpet and paint. Right. It's a, it's a funky environment, but you know, I, I would, I think we're, we're starting to be able to navigate this sea a little bit better, going through different deals, knowing the, you know, the idiosyncrasies of each one. You know, we're, we're learning a lot as we go through this. Yeah, let's talk about amenities. You know, what what do you think if I'm if you're the, the, the building owner and I'm someone out looking in the market? You know, what do you what do you think is going to attract me to your building over somebody else's? You know, and, and as you know, we break buildings down into class C, class B, class A, and uh, and we don't have this on, say, our market reporter in discussion, but there is an, a class A plus setting. Right. Class A plus is the the new building, wide staircases, you know, all the amenities, on-site parking, you know, they got locker rooms, they have gyms, they have everything. They have a coffee shop. They have, and they, they, and they got a coffee shop, they might even have a beer tap on, uh, you know. They got a massage guy they, that they, comes in on Fridays. Why not? It, uh, those are the ones. So, in, in the past four or five years, we've seen that transition, and that even sped it up during COVID. People were moving from Class C to Class B, Class B to Class A, and then Class A to Class A+. plus. And, and, and that is even that has sped up over, say, the past couple of years as, as some of these large employers are trying to get people back in the office. And there's a there's a large local employer and, and they went out about 12 months ago and they told everybody, all right, you've been working from home. Now it's time to show back up. And, and, and they lost half their workforce, right? Half their workforce. And, and then they sent out a memo and said, ha ha, we're just kidding. Yep. We're just joking now. Come on. You know, April Fools. Uh, April Fools. We're just kidding. You can work from home. And 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 I think that everybody's trying to transition people back into the office. I think it's good for mental health. I think there's just so many aspects of that. But, you know, back to the attraction of the amenities. I think the one way people are trying to get that back is by setting setting in the amenities. What what yeah. can we bring you to your workspace? That you don't have at home. Um, I see more dogs in buildings now than I ever had. Yeah, and and I think you know we that's, got a miniature pig runner. We got they they are just going and and so I think that's a I think that's a big one is the amenities and that is why the class A and class A pluses are doing so well. Yeah, I'd almost say and I just this came to mind, but almost the comforts of home at the office. Yes, you know you've got the gym, you've got the coffee, you've got hey, I want to go for a jog over lunch. There's a shower. Yeah. Right. And it's almost like the comforts of home. We're going to give it to you here. Come in, please. I want to wear my Scooby-Doo. Yep. Underoos. Yeah. To the office. House coat. Why not? That's fine. <laughs> yes. And we, and we would fit right in. Just come on in. It's perfect. I think the one last, I think the one last thing to kind of talk about as we talk about renewals is, um, and, and we're seeing this transition point on, on a national level. Downtown areas, CBD districts are starting to get a lot more condo and apartment buildings in the district. Yep. And and and, and my, I, I wonder what that's going to bring in the future. I wonder how much that's going to survive in the future. But but I think the question here, Mike, is what are we going to see for retail to facilitate that? And I think not not so much our 
area CBD here in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, as compared to the large areas, you know, the Atlanta and the, and, and the San Francisco where they're all struggling. But I, I wonder here locally is we don't have a whole lot of retail. Right. We don't have a big CVS. We don't have a big target in the downtown area. You're almost going to have to see some sort of transition of retail. And I think so, too. And I, it seems to me that, you know, retail wants to follow, quote unquote, rooftop, so to speak. You know, it's all I think it's all about is there enough people in a certain radius to service my my idea or or my, you know, my product, so to speak. So I think as, as that's ever growing and evolving, I'd have to think that some sort of quasi big box downtown would come in. And then once that happens, then, you know, the smaller pieces start populating as well. And I think we'll see, uh, I think it's a natural process. I think the key here, and you see, you, you hit the nail on the head with the big box. I you always see the the mixed use, the the first floor is retail, mm-hmm. second, third floor is office, and then everything above that is residential. But the you can put as many restaurants in as you want. Yep. But you have to have the daily amenities that are within an arm's length, right? To make any of those processes work, and it would be a home run for anybody of the land at that one first big box. Yeah. Miniature version. And I even see, you know, again with the. And let's just pick on a, we're not sponsored by Target, but I'm just picking on Target. So I think it would fit well down here. You might even see some smaller things come in. I'm even thinking like an urgent care would be amazing downtown. Some sort of small medical, because you've got the residential piece. You know, we know there's the the medical thing on campus, but for, you know, a large population of, of, of downtown living now, you know, that would be a quick thing, even if, you know, you and I live clear outside of downtown. And if one of us has an ailment, boom, you run down to urgent care and you get taken care of. And I think size wise, you know, we're tertiary by size. So we're we're smaller anyways. Our our general drive time to get home, and even as we live so far uh, from the downtown, we live about as far away from the downtown area as you can get. And it takes us 12 to 15 minutes to get home. Yeah. And, and that is, that is from the core to the, out, to the outside of the city limits. So, you know, I think our motion as a tertiary market, I think our motions can, our motions can be slower to see that transition with downtown housing as compared to say Chicago, where they already have the amenities and, you know, it might take you an hour to get home and, and you just, you don't want to have to drive. You don't want to have that drive time because that soaks up an eight hour work day to 10 hours lost time in a day. By the time you get home, you'd suffer you want to death. Yeah. Where's your day go? Well, I think, you know, I think this was a good talk about uh, what we're seeing in the CBD district, Mike. And uh, I think, you know, it's uh, it's hard to see what the next year is going to hold. But with with inflation coming in and uh, everybody transitioning from that work from home, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And I think we're a small enough market and, and people care enough and in our community, I don't think we're going to be a dying breed at all. I don't think so either. we got to ebb and flow and remain fluid with what, what the tides bring us. But, hey, thanks for tuning in again. And uh, we'll see you next time, Mark. Have a great day. Have a great day, Mikey. See you, bud. The V2 
views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.